0: With you every step of the way, here's your host, Greg Peterson. Today on the Urban Farm Podcast, we have Chef Jennifer Johnson of Hip Chick Farms to talk about her experience with cooking a meal for President Obama and her life on the farm. Jennifer was a former sous chef with Chez Panisse under Alice Waters, credited with starting the global sustainable food movement. For the last 14 years, Jen has served as the executive chef for Anne and Gordon Getty, one of San Francisco's most prominent families, where she is also tasked with preparing healthy, home-cooked lunches for students at the household's Montessori school. In 2015, Chef Jen and Hip Chick Farms co-founder, Serafina Palandek, were named Most Innovated Women in Food and Drink by Food and Drink Magazine. Jen attended the California Culinary Academy where she earned an Associates of Arts degree. Welcome to the show today, Jen.
1: Thank you, Greg. How are you doing?
0: Oh, great. Great. Thank you for being here. Great. So I shared a Thank bit about you. you. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at now?
1: Sure. I, uh, I started, I went to cooking school in San Francisco in the late 80s and just rock and roll, rock and roll. Don't remember much. And then I had to do an intern and fell in love with Chez Panisse and the whole concept over there. So I ran over there and tried to get an internship there, and they said, "Go away, little kid. Uh, uh-huh. we, we're not interested in you because you went to the Culinary Academy." So I I left my backpack there, so I had to run back and get it the next day with my tail between my legs, and I was like, "You know what? I will not disappoint you. I work. I work very hard." And so they said, "Okay, come on." And 10 years later, I, I, it was the best experience of my life. I, I learned a lot, everything, not everything, but most of what I needed to just get a good foundation as far as cooking and understanding local and sustainable and all sorts of really interesting, delicious things, of course. And then after that, I ended up, uh, I, I left Chez Panisse in 2001, and then uh-huh. I went to Montana for around four months and I ran a little uh, restaurant out there for a little while and loved it and then came back to reality and uh, wanted to private chef and this, uh, I, now I've been private chefing for Anna and Gordon Getty uh, for the last 16 years and wow. there's a Montessori school in the house as well and so I've been cooking for children actually the school just moved out but for 15 years I, uh, I cooked for children and I do all of their events and I cook for the principals so it's definitely a multifaceted job. Keeps me very busy.
0: Wow. Hold on. You just said yeah. a whole lot in that two-minute intro. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Let's talk about... And it's
1: funny because I've only had two jobs my entire adult life. So that's pretty good. And I'm turning 50 in February. Oh, so.
0: wow, oh wow. Well, happy happy hey. early birthday.
1: Old, old.
0: <laughs> no, we still have. I'm fifty. <laughs> we've, I'm fifty-five. We still have, have half of our life ahead Are of us. Are you? Yeah.
1: Okay. Good. I feel better. Yeah. Feel better. There you
0: go. So, well, Getty. So, you're a private chef for the, the Getty family.
1: The Getty family. Yes, I cook for Gordon Getty, who was Jay Paul Getty's son. Uh huh. And Anne Anne Getty is his wife.
0: Uh huh.
1: And they're they have four children, four boys, but no, none of them live in the home. But believe me, this home is crazy busy without their children living here. They're all adults and have their own families. Yeah. But um it's a it's a wonderful, amazing i I meet very, very interesting people like the president of the United States uh-huh. and also just very interesting people in the arts arts and fashion and um the wine industry uh-huh. and you know, you can only imagine being here for quite a years. long time. You meet a lot of characters. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep. exactly. So cooking for the president, did that happen yes. at the Getty House or did you go to the White House?
1: Oh, no, it happened at the Getty House and it's actually his third or fourth time here. Uh huh. But the thing that was different about this visit was he actually ate this time. So the last three times he was here, he didn't eat. He just came and took pictures and spoke. <laughs> Um, And it's for the Democratic Party. It's a Nancy Pelosi event. They happen every year, and she uh, had Biden in last year, and then this year she had um, President Obama again. And what was different for us this time was that he actually decided to eat our food. Uh, He had his chef with him, and he could have chose between either his chef or myself, and Uh he chose me. Nice. That was super exciting. Yeah, it was was very exciting, and... um, you know, I think also things can change at any moment with these events, especially such a high-profile event. Oh, so yeah. it was kind of still, I wasn't sure if it was gonna actually happen or not, and it, and it did, and it really was a, a feather in my cap for sure. Yeah, and, no um, kidding. So. And then at the end of the, after the meal, they his uh, valet or his steward and the, one of his chefs came to me and invited me to cook at the White House, which was a huge compliment.
0: Wow, so have you done that yet?
1: No, I plan on uh we're corresponding right now, we're trying to figure it out right now. Uh-huh. And uh it looks like the end of September, early October.
0: Oh congratulations. How cool is that. Thank you. Yeah. It's so, really
1: cool. It's um it's two hundred White House staff and and the Oval Office. So I um I'm hoping he'll will be part of the Oval Office, I'm assuming. So
0: So you're gonna be cooking for two hundred plus? Yes. <laughs> wow. All right, which so, is
1: not not a pro, not a problem. We've done 1000 people here. We've done
0: oh we my usually gosh.
1: do 100 uh 100 person events here uh like weekly. So that's not a big oh deal. Oh my gosh.
0: All right, we'll get back to that, but I want to talk about what was on President Obama's menu. Absolutely.
1: Um it was a little different than um the menu that I sent upstairs to his guests. He actually ate downstairs. Uh-huh. in Mr. Getty's office, which is close proximity to the kitchen. Oh. And privately, privately with a few um, guests, and I'm not sure actually who those guests were. And so I served him this beautiful citrus salad, all sorts of different colors and shapes and on the bottom of the plate, and then a beautiful composed Dungeness crab salad because it's just been open the season. Uh-huh. And then a kumquat vinaigrette, kind of drizzled over the top with some microgreens, chervil, etc. the main course, I did potato puree on the bottom mm-hmm. and then a, a, a braised Kobe short rib um, that's braised in Mr. Getty's Plump Jack Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, nice. And uh, some heirloom carrots roasted, uh, horseradish salsa verde, and some spring onions that we turned into onion rings on the top.
0: Ooh. And
1: then for dessert, we did a chocolate mousse, with hazelnut praline, creme caramel, and a Tahitian vanilla ice cream. All right. I'm with going, gold, gold, gold flecks all over it.
0: All right. I'm going to eat. I'm hungry now.
1: <laughs> that
0: sounds delicious. Did he enjoy it?
1: Yes. He loved it.
0: Yeah. So any special tips or tricks about a White House special requests that went into the meal?
1: There was a special request not to use asparagus.
0: A special. Re- oh, interesting. Not to use it. All right. Well, there you go. Um, I,
1: I, I wanted. I, I felt like he was a meat and potatoes guy, California flair.
0: Uh huh. So tell me about the special care you took to make sure that things were local, organic, and healthy as possible for the president.
1: Well, as you know, I live in the, the fruit and meat basket of America. Uh-huh. Um, sustainable local is coming out of our ears. Nice so that there there is there I, I actually I have a forager that goes out and gets everything that I need the day of our events. So things are coming from the farmers' markets, things are coming from my uh, fish mongers uh-huh. that are only you know PC PC as you can get, and everything else is all ordered and, and brought in, and it's just the highest quality that one can possibly get and also uh, humanely raised. And local wow. and all that good stuff uh-huh. all the bells and whistles nice so though though i have to say i i take that back my my kobe beef is from snake river idaho all
0: right well that's... and i
1: i stand by it it's a wagyu it's the american wagyu and it's the most delicious steak i've ever had i so yeah that's close. That, that is true i i that is not local <laughs> that's not local well, that's all
0: right that's all right <laughs> I I have an interesting question for you about cooking for the president. Sure. Was was there security detail in the kitchen while you were cooking?
1: Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Um, yes, there were more security and snipers and Secret Service here than all of our staff. It was everywhere. There uh-huh. were men in black. Oh,
0: everywhere. interesting! Interesting.
1: Um, and he travels with his chefs. Oh right. There are fifty chefs. That co- there are fifty chefs that cook at the White House. And they're all Navy, which I didn't know. Oh, well, that makes sense. And so, yeah, it does make sense. And so two of them came out with him, and there are two lovely women, um, and they are they have ties to the Bay Area, so they went on this trip with him because uh-huh. of family here, and a lovely, lovely gals. And so one of them stayed with me, and the other one had another project to do. So we, I met with them the day, a couple days before the event. We went over everything, and then the day of the event rose showed up at 4 p.m the dinner was to go at six thirty, and so she was here just for a couple hours and she was just well i think you know because he'd been here three or four times before uh-huh. it wasn't such a like they didn't know me or i was a stranger or we're in this weird restaurant it was you know it's the getty home and it's very secured anyway i right. had to go through my own security check you know oh interesting so um yeah yeah, so that that wasn't really a big deal because I've heard all sorts of things about it when you give send food or make food for the president or a king or something, then things are switched around and there's people tasting and monitoring and right it exactly was, it was not it was not like that at all. In fact, she was just kind of learning about our food and I was having her taste everything and it was more like a friend,
0: nice. hanging
1: out and. And of course I'm sure they do their thing which I wasn't aware of because they're so good at it. Yeah. But I I definitely passed the muster. So.
0: Nice. And nice. no
1: one no one got sick. No one got sick or died. So. <laughs> well, that,
0: that's always a bonus. Yeah. That's always a bonus. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about Hip Chick Farms. That's your farm and yeah. I want to I want to know yeah. about what this is about. It's a it, cool-looking website. Talk to me.
1: Thank you. Well, my wife and I are are two entrepreneurs at heart, and we we've been together nine years, married for eight.
0: Wow! And, congratulations. Uh, we
1: thought we con- and we thought we'd combine our superpowers and start Hip Chick Farms. And so I'm the back of the house; she's the front of the house, as they say. Uh huh. And I do the menu development and um, R and D um and then she runs the whole entire business. So if you ask me anything financial or anything like that, I would know nothing about that. Uh-huh. As well, I have my full-time very very busy schedule here at oh, work. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. I commute 3 hours every day. So
0: Oh wow. So what do you do at Hip Chick Farms?
1: At Hip Chick Farms, we wanted to make kind of a good for you product and I I since I was Famous or infamous for my chicken fingers.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We thought we might as well uh, focus on that and get everyone out there tasting really happy hens. We say our chickens only have one bad day.
0: Oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. um, that's good. They,
1: uh, we vis- We visited them. We've spent time with them. We uh, approve of them. You know, one one important thing as far as having this company is also a platform for bringing awareness to humanely raised animals. It's oh, a really yes. huge thing for me. Yeah. And that's very important. So anyway, um, with my skill set and Serafina's brains, we just created this company, and it's going really well. It's been really challenging. It's been a, I call it the American dream. I, sometimes I call it the American nightmare. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but it's ours, and we are fully fully transparent about every, all the products we use and and where we source our ingredients and nice. the chickens we use and what you see is what you get, I think it's important for people to see who's making your food mm-hmm. and we, we we do we you know we're sold in over uh, right now it's my probably fifteen to two thousand stores so um you know i I can't make this myself, so we do have some co packers. Yep. that we are on top of they make small they make small batches mm-hmm. and we're down there all the time uh when they're running our product so it's it's very yeah we're just a little engine that could you
0: know? yeah. yeah how and, cool uh, is that it's
1: it's good it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a delicious product and i stand by it 100% you know as chefs we're not into the whole frozen thing but i think that's changing uhhuh and i you know we call it we call it farm to freezer and if you taste my product especially compared to our competitors Mm -hmm. it's it's very good and it's it doesn't taste frozen once you've heated up heated up in the in the oven it's actually quite moist and quite flavorful so i'm I'm really happy with it and we're moving towards doing some gluten-free stuff and my whole concept was using the whole chicken Uh and so the original idea was a finger and then i thought well i can't just use the breast so why don't i I've got some trim left over and why don't I do a meatball? And then we had a, a wing at one point. Yeah, we had a wing, at one, a wing at one point, but that didn't sell very well for whatever reason. So we discontinued the wing. And I love, I love that was my favorite with the wing, but oh well. And then we've got some meatball, gluten-free meatball as well, and a gluten-free nuggets. And in fact, we were on just in food and wine, I think last year. For twenty, for top twenty most innovative in food and drink, and our was our gluten free nugget, and we came in number four. Nice. So that was really exciting. Nice. Yeah, it was a great, great.
0: Yeah, I see. I'm looking at the food and retail page on your website, and your packaging is great looking, and you've kind of inspired me. I'm going to go to my local Whole Foods here in Phoenix and see if <laughs> I can get some of them.
1: Good. Well, so. we've spent a lot of time there, so we know we know the products there. Perfect. Sometimes, sometimes it's not where it should be. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Broker brokers and things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to shift a little bit on you and I want for you to talk about what do you consider your biggest success? My daughter, hundred
1: uh-huh. million percent. My beautiful, gorgeous are beautiful, gorgeous daughter.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she's five and a half. And it's been the greatest pleasure, uh, uh, that I've, can even possibly speak of Uh yeah
0: and what do you feed her
1: (laughs) she loves chicken nuggets for breakfast oh i'll bet she loves the meatballs she loves she just she's our biggest our biggest fan Uh she's our suit she's our super fan
0: (laughs) perfect what drives you
1: yeah what drives me yeah
0: what's your big why my family yeah,
1: really, really, super family oriented. Uh, that is, that is the top prize for me. Is my, is my wife and my daughter, uh-huh. and our, um, and just the love that exudes from that, as well as obviously my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that really drives me. Is is being with my family and it, as well, as Serafina. That's why we started this. Yeah, uh, to uh, to be, be a family and and be successful. And I think it's working really well.
0: Yay. What one final piece of advice you have for our listeners?
1: Well, f- well, since I have been cooking for chefing and cooking for 25 plus years, I think I would um, – I really, I really stress people when they're cooking to really try and get ingredients that just taste really good, which means seasonally. And, and be really cautious about the meats you're buying and mm-hmm. how it's raised because the more meat that we buy when animals are really, truly mistreated, just supporting that, it's just keeping going on and on, and the more we can buy local and organic, as much as we can, Mm -hmm. and then it will be more massively available for everybody. I think that's a really big deal for me, is to buy happy meats instead of (laughs) really mistreated, sad meats, yeah.
0: Perfect, and buy local, sounds like too.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can, I don't mean, you know, I, I, yeah, the, you know, you go to the farmer's markets and go buy a peach that's $4. I mean, who can afford that? Right. So, you know, that you have to be, you have to be sensible too. And I know a lot of people, this, this is like, you know, where I've worked most of my life is the 1%, you know, I'll admit mm-hmm. it, but I also, I also realize what I, I try and understand, you know, also like the reality of the situation too is not everyone can afford really expensive organic food. Yeah. So I I get that part too.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show and sharing your experience with us today, Jen. It's been a treat chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much. My pleasure.
0: Absolutely. How can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: We would love for you to get a hold of us. And if you want to learn more about us, it's hip, H-I-P-C-H-I-C-K, farms, F-A-R-M-S, at... Oh, .com.
0: .com, yeah. That's a great website. Yeah. I hipchickfarms.com. Uh, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's it for today. Thank Thanks you. for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org.